0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, thanks for punching us up on uh, WEI.com. We know it takes a lot of effort. You have many choices on the internet for audio entertainment. And we're glad that you selected to hit the play button on this particular piece. Mick Foley is joining us here. I would list your resume. we got about seven or eight minutes to do this, so I, I literally don't have time to go through best-selling author, to go through reality television star. We've got to get to that uh, because we have to
1: get I, to you that, made yeah. me. On
0: a night that Chris Humphreys is here, that was actually a show I watched. I mean, because you were on it, I actually watched The Wife Swap. we got the best-selling <laughs> author. We've got a WWE champion, long-time history to talk about. We literally don't have time to can get to. Can I, new- I talk about one of my yes. great moments in
1: my career? Happened not at this arena, but at a Nets game. When one of the Nets dancers, who was a former Stony Brook University dancer, graduated to the big time, Laura Torres threw me a shirt and I made a diving reception in the crowd. And I had that adrenaline rush as if I'd just taken on The Undertaker inside the cell.
0: And that, and not the cage match you have with Triple H, oh. H in that building, is the memory that you think of. When that, all right, well, never mind. All right, uh, before we get to everything else in the writing or whatever, the stand up comedy is what you've moved to now. What, what was the genesis for you of. This is something I wanted to. You, you know
1: what, Sean? Seriously, even if somebody is not a Celtics fan, I'm not just saying this. I don't throw com- I throw compliments around like I do. Uh, Nichols, Picking up a like check, their man, yeah. manhole covers. You are you are really good, and and I think people ought to listen to, the, to to your commentary. You and Max are classic. I only get to hear you a couple times a year when I'm in Beantown, but this is great stuff, and I would love to have you do some uh, do, do some comedy on one of my shows when I'm in the area. You know what you're you're very nice to say that but you're dodging you're dodging my okay. critical questions. Genesis. Uh, you know what I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean a good promo in wrestling uh, would encompass would allow the viewer to take him on a roller coaster ride and hopefully make them feel a lot of emotions. As I got older, I found that it was much easier and much more reasonable realistic for me to make them laugh a little bit i couldn't do the scary stuff because i really didn't look that intimidating anymore i found i enjoyed that and having a microphone in my hand at a comedy club whether there's a hundred people or uh, or a thousand people is is a rush assuming that it goes well but like you know from doing this job night in and night out a guy can be really good at their job and not have a good
0: showing on any particular night was it easier to do it after all the the thing that writing and stand-up comedy have in common not unlike the other day job that you used to have, is really putting you out there. You're putting yourself oh, yeah. out there. Was it easier to transition to that? Because, hey, writing a book, and this wasn't, these are autobiographical, this is you, especially when you transition into the novels. This is putting yourself out there for a lot of rejection in a world that seems to thrive Oh, on. that thrives on it, yeah. I mean,
1: you know, the uh, American public in general, they love to see people uh, succeed. They love to see them fail even more, but they love the redemption. I mean, I believe I loved your commentary about Chris Humphreys. And it's a sad statement that people are booing him out of buildings, but all he did was was get his heart broken. But I believe you'll see a Chris Humphreys rejuvenation and that uh, America will embrace this guy. So as that translates to uh, to, to comedy. It can be tough, and I had a couple of tough events. One night in uh, Dublin, for example, was uh, pretty tough due to a very small minority of people making a majority of the noise. Not all of it positive, but you live and you learn, and uh, and the next night in Belfast. Belfast, well, I'm talking Belfast. Uh, I had maybe uh, one of the best shows uh, of any type of my career. Certainly the reaction I got in Belfast, Northern Ireland, approached anything I've ever done anywhere.
0: You've you've combined it. Obviously, if you're here now, as you punch this up, people want to hear some wrestling stuff. And I know you had to try to combine those, combine those two things. Has that been awkward or has it been sort of a fun way for to sort of bring wrestling fans into a new environment? The challenge for me is to make the wrestling fans who are there,
1: who do make up 98 to 98.7% of the audience. We have a few brave souls whose boyfriends are dragging to the show. Make the wrestling fans feel special while uh, not making the non-fans feel like they're not welcome. So I go out of my way to uh, to preface, like if I'm talking about Vince McMahon, I say the uh, bellicose billionaire Vince McMahon. I try to make it a, a welcoming event, and for the most part, the non-fans will go out of their way. They will seek me out after the show to tell me they enjoy themselves, and they will also make it a point to say they didn't think that would be the case.
0: Is it a Would it have been a harder time now to be a wrestler in the... It was criticism back 15 years ago, at the height of your career. You're reading Dave Meltzer, you're reading Wade Keller every week, and you're reading newsletters, there's always criticism. Yeah. But now, to be in the environment in which you can't let anything breathe, and everything is just Ooh, instantly man, on Twitter, yeah, yeah. it seemed like it would, have to, it would really have to be a hard time now. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, one of the big challenges that WWE Creative has, uh,
0: or any, any wrestling group, but WWE, obviously, the
1: biggest company has the biggest challenge, is to force themselves to let things breathe, to not rush some things too much. Uh, There was an instance where Jeff Jarrett became MMA Jeff Jarrett in TNA, and within six weeks it was as if if MMA Jeff Jarrett had never existed, and I contrast that with ravishing Rick Rude doing the kiss to the woman in the audience, and it was about two years before there was a payoff. To Rick Rude kissing women in the audience because they waited, they made it a statement, they made it part of almost like the uh, the uh, popular culture. So it, it, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest challenges we face.
0: Example there being the Steve Austin build 15 years ago, you had a year and a half to do that, oh, yeah. whereas with CM Punk it was very organic and all of a sudden in three Ooh, or four yeah, weeks you had, yeah, to, yeah. You had to turn around. Yeah, yeah, and I think
1: Punk, uh, uh, man, I, I know I know Punk pretty well. I know him well enough to. Call him by his first name, but I won't do it here because it'll seem like I'm showing off, Phil. <laughs> and uh, everybody knows everything now. That's the whole. That's the whole yeah, thing. but the other guys they can't get away with saying it. Whereas I actually went up that's there when I was true. like, Am "I still have to call you, Phil." And he was like, well, "You you can do anything you want."
0: So I've got that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. Uh, <laughs> you were in Miami, and I, I'm sure people, anyone that's clicked on, would wants to know what was in your mind as you watched. You were as big a part of the era with Triple H, with Undertaker, with Shawn Michaels, with The Rock Steve Austin as anybody to watch the three of them put on, to steal the biggest show there is, which they did. They have JR back in commentary for it. What was going through your mind watching your peers put that show on? An exclusive for you here, Grande.
1: When they played JR's music, I had to take a little siesta uh, because it it, uh, it hurt a little bit because I had uh, asked if JR and I might do commentary because I honestly thought I had a lot that I could lend that match without making it about me. And I don't know if that message was never received, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, it was decided that I would not be part of that match in any way. I was still a big part of WrestleMania weekend. I had the, the big fundraiser for rain, which... Uh, which uh, did ver- not only did very well, but resulted in my winner having literally the time of his life, which I hope will result in uh, in even more fundraising next year. But uh, when I saw when I saw that, uh, without even knowing that it was going to be the show stealer, it was. Although uh, history dictates you never bet against the Undertaker at WrestleMania, at least not the last several years. Um, uh, it was uh, it was something I wish I had been part of and will regret not being part of.
0: Well, let me then. This is the what I wanted to end with anyway, which is. After, and it it, kind of plays under that umbrella, after all the years and everything you accomplished and nobody pushing themselves farther to make their place in history than you did, as we sit here now in whatever month it is, I don't even know anymore with the schedule, in April of 2012, are you satisfied that you have accomplished what you wanted to accomplish and make that place in the history of the business with the elite of the elite before you go into the Hall of Fame, which is eventual? (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, uh,
1: I mean, uh, Dee Snyder brought up a really good point in his, he got a memoir that he self-penned. I went over it line by line at least the first half, because I like to think I was something of an inspiration, and he talked about the fact that if you're the lead singer in a band, you are essentially like that wrestler or that comic who's saying, listen, there's a reason you should pay attention to me. I'm just one guy with a microphone in a wrestler's case. I'm just one guy out there in the middle of the ring. And so you have to pretend to be humble while still having the utmost belief in yourself, which borders on delusion. Uh, The truth is, honest truth, yeah, to think you're good enough to do it, right? To think you're good enough to do play-by-play, to think you're good enough to do anything that uh, puts anybody in the spotlight. The honest truth is, I think I had the idea in 2000 that I'd accomplished everything and then some that I'd set out to do. So... You know, whether or not someone makes a decision that I'm part of the the biggest match of the year uh, does not stop how fans feel about me. As a matter of fact, if I were to stand up right here in Newark, New Jersey, I'm sure, uh, uh, well, no, no, I actually, well, because the guy sitting right here just (laughs) mistook me for Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So... uh, (laughs) Maybe I spoke too soon.
0: And on that note, <laughs> uh, we're, we're thrilled to got to be part of it. We started to do this uh, with JR and with some other people because we realized uh, we can't post anything that happens during the game. So all the fun that we had tonight during the game with you on commentary, that's all part of the NBA. So this is an opportunity to have fans have a little insight. And we've known each other for 15 years now. And this is pretty sure the first time we have actually shared, oh, yeah, yeah, shared man, the man. microphone together.
1: And I get to hear you do play-by-play, play, like I said, when I'm in Boston. But really a treat to listen to... to to your comments, you really should should branch out. The, The camaraderie you have, the chemistry with Max, is classic, And did you know that my son Dewey, I don't know if you've seen Dewey since he slept over your house like 14 years ago. No, actually when that was, that was after, it was during the Celtics Nets Eastern Conference Final in 2002. Is okay when that so was. that wasn't the first time, but the last time you saw Dewey was in 2002. I think 10 it was, yeah, probably a yeah, little bigger yeah. than the last time. Yeah, yeah and, and one of my other fears is when I walk in with my daughter now people won't think I'm stepping out on my wife <laughs> because Noelle's 18 and she's a
0: six footer. You, you people, and I'm taking 30 seconds more than we have, but <laughs> do people still react if they see her or see Dewey, do they still react to the movie? Well, you know, it's funny. I'll give
1: Triple H a perfect example. Triple H is a guy I've known for over 20 years. I walked in with my two younger kids, uh, Mickey and Huey. In case you're wondering, I do have sons named yeah. Huey and Dewey because that's the way I roll. <laughs> and he goes, no, which one, is, uh, which one is Dewey? And I was like, uh, Hunter, Dewey's in college. Uh, <laughs> This is Huey. He's six. This is a couple of years ago. But, yeah, the kids are kind of caught in a time warp because people think my daughter is forever going to be the little girl in the red dress crying her eyes out because dad was being bludgeoned by the rock.
0: Well, Mick Foley, you knew that if you already punched us up, was our, our guest here in our little tiny mini pod.
1: My daughter is supposed to be tweeting for me. Don't get me wrong. I said that on my own tweets. But I texted her. I said, tweet yep. this for dad because I lack the technological know-how. And, and apparently
0: she hasn't done it. I'm sure that something is probably happening with Justin Bieber or Rihanna or something right now that <laughs> she's probably more interested in. In any case, uh, thanks for punching us up. Uh, Mick Foley has been our guest, as you know, and uh, hope you enjoyed his commentary during the game tonight. And hey, uh, uh, Real Mick Foley, at Real Mick Foley. Real Mick Foley, yep. And tweet him. Follow he me. Loves it. Follow he loves him. Follow me, brother. Follow him. Just Do follow it. him to the ends of the earth because all the rest of us have. Brother, I want you to follow me, brother.